0: This may not be what the creators intended, but like, it can't be an accident that this is in there.
1: Look, I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, (laughs) but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The black
0: Donnelly's is pure gold and you guys are wrong. Joey ice cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that selfie belongs in the criterion collection. Is it working? Uh,
1: (laughs) uh,
0: No, never, (laughs) never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. (laughs)
2: Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy.
1: I'm a musical number that you didn't expect, but you're really digging it. And I'm Evan. I'm
0: the G for the gentleman that you thought I was. I'm Ronnie.
2: If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows, which have only lasted for a single season. We are currently breaking our format and covering a mini-series. Yeah,
1: a show that was intended to only be a single season, which technically breaks the rules, but... And that hey, mini-series... I... Oh, sorry? I feel like, as far as
0: breaking the rules has gone in the past for us, this is, this is pretty straight and narrow. This is a pretty, uh... Yeah, this... <laughs> This is the way Ronnie breaks the
1: rules. This is a, this is a bending of the rules, yeah. uh, compared to our previous transgressions. Uh, the
2: Lord said that if you looked at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery in your heart. And <laughs> I feel like uh, this is just as much a sin as the adultery I've committed. Uh, so anyway,
0: the adultery you uh, committed by lustfully looking at uh, Lee Pace, so tall with so many pies,
2: yeah. <laughs> And Elliot Page is yes.
0: Um
2: But we're currently covering cartoon networks over the garden wall. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us.
0: What's the bit? Hey,
2: sorry, I don't have a bit, guys. You have to make up a bit. I think, we Our, should,
0: I think we should workshop a bit.
2: Our oh. bit got inappropriate, and it's on Patreon now. <laughs> Go to our Patreon if you want to hear the inappropriate version of the bit.
1: Uh, I've I've got one. If, okay. If you, Evan's got a, a bit. If has got a bit. If you rescued a bluebird and she promised you a good turn, but she was not magical, what favor would you ask the bluebird you rescued?
0: Hmm. Ooh. Mm. That's a good one.
2: That is a good one. It's like you watched the show. <laughs>
0: sometimes there's really so i'm i'm for those of you who don't know i am just outside of philadelphia um and far enough outside of philadelphia that i don't get to enjoy a lot of the city culture um and sometimes doordash fees are just way way too expensive to justify Mm -hmm. ordering from the fun cool city place i'd probably just be like hey go pick up go pick up my dumplings Go! I just I just placed a dim sum order. Can you can you bring me my dumplings? Uh,
1: yeah, Since this is a cartoon bird, I, she would probably be able to carry that. I, I think was she thinking about. It. I was thinking about the limitations of how much a bluebird can carry, but um, yeah, that that uh, this is a cartoon bluebird, so yeah, she can yeah. carry your dim sum.
0: Yeah, she could. Ha- she could even have a dim. sum. She could even have like a a shrimp shumai.
1: you know get in there
2: i want to be this bluebird now and get some of that good food
1: um i would ask her to help me clean my gutters oh that's good i'll do i'll do the low ones uh but there's some that are too high and too scary for me to reach so i have to pay some annoying men to do it and it costs money but uh you know if you can just help me do it it'll save me a lot of trouble I would
2: ask her to help me kill the President of the United States with a mortar launcher
0: <laughs> this old chestnut,
2: which is not illegal to say because she's a cartoon and it's a joke right <laughs> uh no, I would uh ask her i would ha- ask her to help me get revenge. Uh, I take it very personally when birds shit on my car. Uh it, it, it upsets me and I know that those bastards are doing it on purpose and I would ask her to help me uh avenge my car. Um,
1: or you could just ask her to ask all of the other birds not to poop on your car ever again. That yeah. is a sign of
2: weakness, and
1: I only negotiate from a place of strength.
0: So you're gonna convince this bird to do some bird on bird hate crime in it's order not a to hate
2: crime She's... because I'm not killing them because they're birds I want revenge because they struck first. Yeah, this is
1: a favor, you understand. This yeah. is not a death pact.
2: She's getting in deep now. It's a life for a life. She wants out of that bush.
1: She's I gotta don't know help that me. she would have
2: died.
0: She it was... seems like
2: she, she was trapped in there and getting hungry. She was ready to pick out that little boy's eyes. That's how hungry she was.
0: <laughs> I like Evan's better. <laughs> i like the idea of it just being as i i want the bird to uh brothers grim cinderella me and pick out all of the the lentils from the fireplace so that i may (laughs) go to the ball
2: No, Evan's is the best one. Uh, I think it's adorable picturing Evan and this cartoon bird cleaning the gutters.
1: Yeah, just plucking little leaves out with her little uh, beak and her little feet, you know. I'm over here making a blood pact, uh, Faustian style.
0: Yeah, I'm just eating some some soup dumplings, and it's a good (laughs) time.
2: And uh, again, if you want to hear the inappropriate uh, <laughs> bit, go to Patreon.
0: It's no more inappropriate than we normally get on this podcast. But yeah, this is just... this this episode is is a more bit more, friendly. as Evan said, a bit more wholesome than is is our mm. typical fare.
1: It's just me talking about Nightcrawler again, and then other people, <laughs> you know, contributing with similar uh, sentiments. If you know what my sentiments about Nightcrawler are, you'll know. What that conversation was, uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about the show. Let's talk about this show. We watched uh, uh f-
0: two so two episodes, but four chapters.
1: Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna I'm gonna call them episodes because it's confusing. Sure, otherwise. I'm sure. just gonna say four episodes. Okay. They have uh,
0: credits. I mean, I don't know if this was something yeah. they added later on Hulu, but each individual segment. It's got credits, got an intro. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, it's there very was, episodic. They are, they are short. They're 11 minutes each, and they They're, are episodes. The They're,
2: confusion here stemmed because Amazon combined two 11 minute chapters into one episode. So Amazon says there's only five episodes total. But if you watch the show anywhere else, it makes each distinct 11 minute chapter its own episode and says there's 10. I'm so sure... that is why we had confusion here.
1: A little peek behind the curtain, as it yeah. were. You're looking at the Wizard of Oz right now, listeners. I, I, I know. Um, I know why it wound up that way. It's because uh, two episodes aired together. They're 11 minutes each, and two episodes aired together on so the same that night. 22 minute, a, minute a, slot. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. In the 22 minute plus commercials, half hour time slot. Yep. So yep. Th- same, same way they did, you know, Spongebob or whatever. But interesting, purposes, it released
0: it released like daily back in 2014 on Cartoon Network. I'm reading November 3rd, 4th, 5th, oh, yeah. 6th and 7th. Like it was a whole week.
2: Weird that it was November and not October, but uh, I guess it still fits in that kind of it's fall. Still the spooky season. Period. It's yeah. still yeah. harvest
1: time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Or... All right, let's let's do a breakdown
1: on these four episodes. Evan, what happened? Well, we got to do that did it. Are we doing the? Oh no, wait! Am I, I forgetting we, our format after uh, whatever five years of doing this show? I feel
2: like you break it down first, and okay. then we do the didn't work. But I'm right. Wrong?
1: You're right. You're right. You're right. Right.
2: Normally, Ronnie asks the. So yeah. do you want Ronnie to ask him instead of yeah, me? Yeah,
1: Ronnie, you have to ask me. My brain's all messed <laughs> See, up now. I'm sorry, I, I should have format. asked you. I did the bit, so yeah, like my it's... brain is like everything is everything's amiss, and I'm scared
0: for sure. Um, yeah, we watched four uh, episodes. We've decided of uh over the garden wall uh evan what were these episodes about
1: uh episode one was called the old grist mill uh we open on our, our our two lads our two heroes our two main boys Wirt and greg and Wirt is the older one and greg is the younger one and they've got a frog that greg is trying to give a name to they're lost in a forest um, and they are trying to get home and they're not quite sure how they got here and they encounter a woodsman and the woodsman, uh, leads them to his home in the old grist mill uh, and he explains that his job is to collect, uh, wood that produces a special oil that he uses to light lanterns, uh, and he's creepy. This is the guy who is voiced by, um... Um, doc brown doc brown i was looking for the uh actual actor's name though doc brown christopher, christopher. lloyd yes christopher lloyd uh so picture the woodsman is voiced by christopher lloyd also Wirt is uh voiced by elijah wood who's, frodo. yeah frodo who uh you know sounds uh, like an afraid teenager um so they're a little freaked out by the woodsman were in particular and uh they're considering uh cutting and running because they're not sure they like being in this grist mill, and they're not sure they like this woodsman uh but the woodsman tells them that they can leave if they want but it's dangerous out there because there's a beast there's a beast out in the woods um so he uh has some the woodsman has some chores to do so he leaves them alone in the house for a minute and, um, the, Greg goes outside to find his frog, who he was trying to name. And, uh, a, a horrible wolf-like creature has followed the candy trail that, uh, uh Greg was trying to uh, leave behind them so that they could find their way back home. He started the candy trail far too late, so this would never have worked. But anyway, it, uh, it brought this horrible creature to them at the, the grist mill. Um, they, they have a, they, they avoid the, the horrible creature running around the gristmill and they get it caught in the machinery and, uh, it sort of squeezes it and a horrible little, uh, tarry sort of turtle thing comes out of it and then it reverts into being a normal dog and they think, oh, hooray, we've defeated the beast. The beast shall never trouble anyone again and the woodsman comes back and he's like, oh, no, You've destroyed my grist mill which is I need this I need this very much and also that's not the beast so the beast is still out there and you like this is this is terrible for me my grist mill is destroyed and also like that's just a dog who ate a a nasty turtle and turned mad for a minute Greg and Wirt are uh, dismayed that they have uh harmed the gristmill and they're also like still kind of afraid of this woodsman and they're still not quite uh sure what's going on uh so he tells them to carry on down the path uh and eventually they'll come to somebody who can help them um episode two is called hard times at the huskin Bee." um greg and wert walk all through the night uh in the morning they find Beatrice, a talking bluebird, in a bush and they help her get out of the the tangly thorny bush and she promises to do them a favor. Greg declines to think of a favor right at that moment so she grudgingly follows them because she agreed to do them a favor. Um, they carry on with Beatrice to uh, the town of Pottsfield and at first it seems like it's deserted but like there's uh, some some people question mark with uh pumpkins on their heads question mark having a festival in a barn um and it's it's very ominous uh, everybody's expressionless because they just have these pumpkin heads and everything is a little just everything feels a little bit wrong about this whole situation um and greg and Wirt uh realized that they should they should be leaving because they're disrupting these strange pumpkin-headed people's harvest festival but uh the the pumpkin king the giant pumpkin-headed guy at the center of the barn doesn't want them to leave and they get very scared and they think something terrible's going to happen um but he sentences them to uh several hours of volunteer helping because they were annoying and came into the town and trampled some pumpkins. So uh, Wirt and Greg work out in the field for a little while, um, and as part of their work in the field, they stumble upon some skeletons, and the skeletons come alive and don pumpkins. And they realize that all of the pumpkin people all along have been living skeletons wearing pumpkins as outfits so that they look more like people um but they're they're not mean they're just creepy um so beatrice who uh didn't like this whole arrangement and was you know freaked out by the whole thing uh volunteers to take them to adelaide of the pasture who is a kind woman in the woods who can help get them home and they say okay let's go see adelaide uh, episode three is called "Schooltown Follies. They stumble upon a school full of animals in little people clothes uh, and they're being taught by a lady named Miss Langtree. Wirt joins the class and Greg plays hooky and he makes friends with some of the little animals in clothes who are also playing hooky. Bear in mind the animals cannot talk. They You sort of get the impression that because they're in clothes they're going to be talking, but they sort of do human things, but they don't talk. They're just regular animals, or maybe slightly more intelligent than average animals wearing clothes. Um, so uh Miss Langtree uh goes on and on about uh her missing fiance, Jimmy Brown, uh, and how he's a no good scoundrel who left her. And uh there's also A gorilla on the loose who keeps (laughs) causing trouble in the little town and disrupting class and startling everyone. And isn't it just awful that there's this gorilla on the loose? At some point, Miss Langtree's father interrupts uh, their lunchtime where Greg is leading a song about potatoes and molasses. And uh, he's very upset that all of the money he's put into this school to teach animals how to read um is not coming to much uh and i don't know what he expected the return on investment to be for the school where he teaches animals how to read (laughs) and wear clothes but um he's very dismayed that uh you know they're spending all of their time uh singing silly little songs and putting molasses on potatoes when uh the school could close any day now Um, so, uh, Greg, uh, convinces all of the animals to put on a benefit concert for the school, so all of the little animals are playing their little instruments, and people from the town, uh, contribute some money to the concert so that they can keep the school open. And the, uh, the gorilla on the loose turns up, and everyone's afraid at first, but, uh, Greg, or, uh, work trips into him. And uh, the head of the gorilla pops off and it turns out it was a costume and uh, Miss Langtree's fiance, Jimmy Brown, was in there the whole time uh, because he went off to join the circus to earn some money to pay for their wedding and uh, he got stuck in the gorilla costume and everyone's been too afraid to help him. Um, Episode four is called Songs of the Dark Lantern. Uh, And Wirt and Greg come upon a tavern and they stop to ask for directions to Adelaide's house. They learn from the people at the tavern that the beast has been turning people into trees and then turning the trees into oil to burn in its lantern. And they're like, oh no, the, the woodsman has been the beast all along. Oh, they realize Beatrice is missing, and they're like, Oh no, Beatrice is in danger! And they go out into the woods to try to find her. Uh, and they come upon her near the woodsman, and they they think that the woodsman has done her harm. Uh, and they rescue her and run off. Uh, so they they still think that the the woodsman is himself the beast. But then the beast creeps out of the forest... And he's like, Ooh, "Woodsman, you—you you, remember you have to serve me. Otherwise, your daughter's soul will be gone forever. You've got to keep the lamp burning to to keep her soul alive. So you've got to keep turning people into trees and doing my bidding." Ooh. And. uh, That's that's it for episode. Yeah, episode four.
0: Woohoo! Woo! We watched four episodes and you know I gotta ask it. Hey, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. These four episodes of Over the Garden Wall, did they work for you?
2: This show is beautiful and perfect and I love it very much.
1: Love that.
0: Love that. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. He's for chapters slash episodes slash segments of Over the Garden Wall. Did they work for you?
1: Yes, this show is so good. Uh, I have watched it, I think, three years in a row now, and I intend to watch it every year at the fall times, possibly forever. Love it. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie.
2: Hey, yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah.
1: Did these four episodes of over your uh, adorable, but <laughs> 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 uh, okay? Did uh, did these episodes work for you, Ronnie?
0: Um. Yeah. This is incredibly my shit. Um, yeah. Oh. I'm we were watching it. it.
1: We were watching it, and we were like, "I think Ronnie's gonna love it. I, yeah. I, I hope Ronnie loves it. I hope we've introduced something to Ronnie that he loves, so I do yeah. it is
0: it is like <sighs> it is cute and it is uh absurdist, and it is just spooky enough to be like intriguing that level of like I just I want to know more. I want to pick at this, even though maybe if I picked it more, I would like part of me wants like all of me wants these episodes to be longer because there's just so much there to to dig into. But the other part of me knows that there's probably like more creepiness below the surface of, of what we're getting. And like maybe this is exactly as much as I deserve and as exactly as much as I can handle. Um, but I love it. Very into it. Very into yeah. it.
1: Everyone so was right, that...
0: apparently. Everyone who's been <laughs> talking about this show for the past uh almost uh eight years is right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh I'm glad our read on that situation was right. We yeah. we, we get you, Ronnie. We know mm-hmm. we know what you like.
0: Um gosh, it's it's to to talk about what worked. Um It's hard to break it down into any individual piece like it is such. It is such a work of art and each piece like is so intrinsic to its to its whole that like it just like I can't watch it and like pick it apart like we do other shows. It just it's just it just works.
1: Uh, I have something. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil. I don't think I have any negatives honestly. I I can't think of one. No. But um I like that um sometimes th- the thing that is scary uh is not dangerous and it's just a matter of uh like coming to understand it. Uh and even if you're still scared, you know that it's not going to hurt you. Uh but sometimes there is something scary that is dangerous also. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I like that it's got this, uh, you know, this balance of, like, silly things and things that are uh, scary but not harmful uh, and then things that are scary but, like, are actually maybe dangerous. Mm -hmm. That cliffhanger
2: we ended on is such a good cliffhanger ending where you start second-guessing whether or not christopher lloyd is like the villain or not because of the townspeople and then we get this ending of christopher lloyd and the spookiest scariest monster ever and like this show does horror in such a deliciously fun
1: way Mm -hmm. voice acting on point also yeah Uh, the uh christopher lloyd as the the woodsman uh excellent casting uh, Elijah Wood and the little kid who plays Greg. Uh, excellent casting. And then the voice of the Beast. Uh, excellent. Very good. Uh, so Burb is good too. Oh Beatrice? Yeah. Doing a great job. Uh, the little the little songs are really cute. Mm-hmm. Oh potatoes and
2: molasses. I, it, it, it,
1: potatoes and molasses pops into my head unbidden like probably once a week. <laughs> it, it is it, in my brain all the time.
0: It's so great because none of them are like like we've watched shows that are musicals. We watch shows that have like a pretty like heavy score. None of these are complete songs. Like none of them, like no. all of these are. There's a point where Greg is like singing a song about going to, uh, see, uh, Adelaide of of the to forest. Adelaide
2: or to Adelaide. Right. <laughs> it, it's very Tolkien esque.
0: Yeah. And he well, he kind of drops off at the end. And he's like, I kind of need to work on that last part. And every song in the show feels like that, that like they're just like, yeah, you get the gist. Like, we're not going to write a full <laughs> song here. Um, and they'll, don't they'll, worry but, about it. We
1: only we only have 11 minutes. This, right. You know.
0: They quickly cut away to someone else and just let the let the song trail off. And I love that. I like that in this world, it feels like it is a sing songy world more than it is like, oh, this is the soundtrack of Over the Garden Wall. Mm hmm.
2: Um, I really love that the show is not interested in establishing rules Mm -hmm. for anything, like some of the animals talk and some of them don't, and some of the animals wear clothes and some of them don't, and, uh, the, the, dog became a horrific horrible monster and it's a dog though
1: because it like... swallowed a little turtle uh don't worry about it uh, yeah just they don't worry find about it. they find a little black turtle later and uh greg just kind of kicks it into the stream. <laughs> and it's like wait is that the same kind of horrible little black turtle that the dog swallowed that turned it into an angry large monster dog uh is this is that what that turtle do-? don't worry about it it's not important that was th- that served its purpose for that uh episode and now we don't need to worry about it again
2: what are, what are the magical
1: rules of this lantern and the soul and like shut the fuck up it doesn't what matter is, what is animating the skeletons in Pottsfield? does not matter is the giant uh pumpkin head man also a giant skeleton doesn't matter
0: i like that his name was enoch there's some there's some oh, big yeah. like
1: yeah.
0: apocryphal angel energy there
1: yeah yeah there's some, uh enoch like, walked with god Mm-hmm. uh it it was giving me very mild like children of the corn vibes yeah uh mm-hmm. um, not very much not the same tone as children of the corn but uh like you know th- this th- that is a mo- well book short story short story and then movie about a like weird evangelical cult that then worships uh, uh the the children kill all the adults and they worship a uh some kind of harvest, harvest deity yeah. yeah um
0: it is very like it's unsettling and i feel mm-hmm. i feel exactly how i would if i was in this beautiful world um with a a kindly talking bird um and my and my adorable little brother uh but things just felt a bit off mm-hmm. like at no point I mean, the the characters are silly and and Greg is very silly and and work is very self-serious, but very, like, irresponsible and like it, it all fe- they feel kind of out of place in this world. But at the same time, it feels real. It feels like that's how I would be if I was like, this is probably fine. Oh, wait, no, I'm very uncomfortable all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go dig dig graves for you, I guess.
2: I like the
1: potatoes and molasses song.
0: Potatoes molasses is a very good song.
1: <laughs> I like it when they sing it. Um I also like the the tavern song where everybody had a job and mm-hmm. they kept asking Wirt, like but what do you what do you do? Like wait like I'm the I'm the milkmaid and this is the hi-. like they were all like archetypes. There was a highwayman in the in the tavern like wearing a little bandit mask and nobody was like perturbed by this. They were just like yeah, you know, he's he's the highwayman, and I'm the milkmaid and <laughs> this is the pharmacist. And what what are you? You're wor- the and then they sing a little song about all their roles in, in their community.
0: Yeah, I, I, this is a show where it's like it is so well trod and it is so uh, well received like tons of people have seen this and loved it where it's like normally i wait until we finish to watch to read like all the think pieces about a good show but it's like i want to know i want to like dig into this show now like i want to see the the ones and zeros before we get to the end and like just to i was trying to like think of the different worlds they're entering uh different towns different like little clearings as like tropes but it's almost just like everyone has their little role to play in this strange little world that they're in whether it's uh a teacher who just just wants to teach just wants to teach these poor little animals and her fiance left her and i'm going to sing a sad song to the abc's about why my fiance left and why it's so bad um and the the angry angry father who's i'm paying for this i'm going to shut it down like everyone has their role to play down to their career in the in that in that fourth episode and Greg and and were are just kind of like meandering through it like okay that's fine that's cool on to the next thing um i i i i'm excited to see more of the threads there and and learn more about what this show is like really trying to say and and uh really just bask in that because everything else is
1: just just rocks very much yeah, I um, I, I feel like I know what the show is about, and I sure. do feel like it has things to say, um, but uh, it's also just like pleasant on its surface. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I don't think it's meant. So remember, uh, when there was this like very annoying, um, like pop theory that like rugrats sure. was all about like happening in angelica's mind or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. and all the babies were dead it was just like very like try tryhard.exe yeah. like media interpretation
0: creepypastas I don't think have ruined my life on more than yeah. one occasion and that is one of the big ones
1: yeah yeah i i think that there's clearly not something like that happening here like mm-hmm. it's not some kind of uh like grand metaphor for mortality or something like that it is saying some stuff and i think that will be like you know a little bit clearer as uh we we move on with the show but uh it's not like it's not like trying to be really self-important about Mm -hmm. like its metaphors it's not like trying to follow it's it's not like following the structure of the odyssey or something like that it is it is very much like having fun with the medium and it's like telling the story it wants to tell and it's having it's having fun with each moment and it's uh like adding things that needed to be added to the tone and to like keep them moving along and to you know say something in the meantime about uh like growing up or whatever but it's not it's not some kind of like try hard media and i appreciate that
0: mm-hmm.
2: i think it says a lot that this show is so beloved almost 10 years later like you can't go to the ren Faire or comic-con and not still occasionally see cosplayers cosplaying it uh and i think that's i think that's delightful uh it really has staying power and uh, like Evan said, like there are tons of people who watch this every fall, mm-hmm. and I think like this and Hocus Pocus and like I don't know Lost Boys are like some of those fall staples that I watched this for the first time last fall, and now I can't imagine not watching it every Halloween, and uh, I I think it's I think it's a delightful little show, and I can't wait to. Hear your thoughts more on it, Ronnie. And I like only vaguely remember everything because the show is such a vibe. It's not so much about like the details, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: mm-hmm. I I can remember what this show made me feel. I could not tell you the exact plot of like every episode. Well
0: well, that's what I'm saying. Like to, to break down for myself into like I, I tried to take some kind of a notes, but it's just like it just like the aesthetics, the art, the dialogue, the the, the relationships and the character development. Like all of it is just like it. it's it's all good. And I could sit here and wax eloquent about each individual element. But it, it just it just is the most cohesive thing I've seen in a long time. And it's just like it just there's there's a part of me that like wants to pick everything apart. And there's a part of me that just wants to sit back and be like, this is a good thing. I'm enjoying a good thing and I'm letting it just wash over me as its whole self.
1: Uh, if anybody listening was at KatsuCon in 2015, February 2015, uh, you remember Wurtcon. Uh, there were, like, probably, I, I, I would say that there were easily, uh, over a hundred wurts at that con because, uh, it was a pretty easy costume to make. Mm-hmm. And, um, Over the Garden Wall had just come out, like, a few months ago, and so everybody, everybody was doing wort. Uh I'm sure if you compiled everybody who was cosplaying Wurt, like on all three days and put them in a room together, it would be a few hundred Wurts. Uh, so you could not go anywhere without seeing a silly Wurt gnome hat, like bobbing around.
0: There, there, there is something to this show of like in its simplicity. Like I was thinking about that, like the Wurt costume is very simple but also like I recognize it right away like it is incredibly recognizable it is incredibly like of this thing um and I think that, that whether it's cosplay IRL or in the show itself it's it's just that's like Greg just has a teapot a tea kettle on his head mhm no I I I'm I am, I am pretty sure that I have Stop seeing the tea kettle on his head it's i just i just that that is that's greg that's just what he looks like like yeah, it's not greg explained. is just
1: shaped like that
0: yeah that's that's a, that's a perfect greg shape um mm-hmm. uh yeah i there's there's so many things that are like simplistic in their like in their fun and also like very much of this thing and all of it is is just very very considered like i i i as someone who like tries to write um, media and and things for the screen or, or things for like audio podcasts and stuff like that. um, Having something be so cohesive and to have it be like, so thought out and so considered down to every element. It's just like, it's, it's a case study. It it is like, just like, it's like going to a museum.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure it is a completely original work love it also like i don't think it's based on a a a short story or anything like Mm -hmm. that
2: which is very refreshing i know that people like complain about how everything's a remake or a sequel or an adaptation but like i don't think that like necessarily holds water but it is really nice to have an original story and not like know at
1: all what's going to happen the first time you watch it yeah Uh, And to see something like fit the media it's in so well, you know, because like the problem with adaptations is you either change, like you meaningfully change something to make it fit the new medium, or you don't meaningfully change something and it doesn't fit the new medium as well as it could. So uh, like something designed for the medium that it's in, like this, this is a very good example of that because it's got a very distinctive aesthetic it's got a very distinctive sound like the actors voices are recognizable like we know which actors those are when we listen to them but mm-hmm. they also fit the the tone and the story so well so like it's really you know everything has come together very neatly here
0: yeah yeah I, I yeah i am uh i i had a feeling i would like it I am blown away by how much I do like it. There is a artist on uh, Twitter who tweeted out a, a print that they had made of uh, the Pottsfield may uh, may pole circle that they had made with, with text from the song and it's, it's Oh, he, thy fourth or go gode- or gosh, old English. Oh, hi. The fourth our golden mead. Yan is the maypole set but originally they did a, a typo and it said ron is the maypole set and i was just like in love with the idea of that um and now that i have seen what it actually is i want this print very much like i want all the art i want all the the media i want everything
1: uh our shirts that we got ronnie that i that we mentioned to you last time it, they're they're uh, the little Pottsfield uh uh pumpkin heads and it says Pottsfield Don your vegetables. I love it.
0: I love it. Yeah, it's it's <sighs> tip to toe. This is this is a good thing. And I and I wish I had more like eloquent or well thought out. I know it's like not, you know, doesn't take itself too seriously, but like there's I I, I want to be able to like I feel like where we stopped, I feel like our, our stopping point with that cliffhanger, I feel like this is like a great place to, to stop and dive back in, but gosh, I want to like, I'm probably going to watch all of those episodes again before we record again. them um,
2: with, uh, with, uh, your spawn.
0: Yeah, she, she, gosh, if, if there is a, a greater mismatch in the world, that girl loves spooky stuff and Halloween. Um and loves to be scared and all that and I'm just like, I so something that is that is uh on both of our playing fields, she'll definitely uh get into this big and then I'll have an excuse to buy all of the art to decorate her room.
2: Yeah. Like it It does bug me when people accept that like children's media is bad. Yeah. And they say something like, Oh, well like it's kids' media, it's not like they're paying attention and like first of all just like fuck off with that like Mm -hmm. there's there's tons of kids media that is like beautifully made and and artistic and takes the fact that it is intended for children very seriously and uh there are also people who go like oh well i'm not gonna watch that like it's kiddie media like that's just for kids i'm not gonna like give it the time of day and like also like screw you like there's again Tons of kids media that is fully intended for children, Mm -hmm. but is full of artistic beauty and merit and like stands up on its own two legs as like a piece of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I think this is fully that like this is 100 percent for kids safe to watch with kids of any age. But as an adult who did not see it for the first time until I was 30, it's phenomenal. And like, this is my first Mm -hmm. rewatch of it. I have not watched it since last year when I saw it for the first time. And it's like, even on rewatch, it is just as good and just as fun. And just as, uh, dare I say, beautiful.
0: I think you can make a similar argument. And I think this strikes me in a lot of similar ways as, um, studio Ghibli movies. Never seen.
1: Um, Uh, I've seen that and I agree with you, Ronnie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is very much that point. It is, it is, uh, media that is, I would, I don't, made for children. I don't know. Intended to be consumed by children. Uh, maybe more, I don't know. Maybe that's a semantic difference, but like very much in this world of just like children doing things and adults are not always present and doing their best through the world um and it's artistic and beautiful and and stylistically like excellent but also just like very much the vibe of just like experiencing the world around you and trying to like do your best in it um for and i'm
2: sorry you finish
0: yeah i no yeah i was just gonna say like this this to your to exactly to your point of just like kids media or or media intended to be consumed alongside children um is something that there's a real there's a real hunger for and there's also like a ton of people who are doing phenomenal things that just don't get the recognition because they're for every one of those there's you know 17 coco melons that drop every single day um that are just like mindless children's entertainment
2: to me uh because I haven't seen a Ghibli movie and I, I know I should and I need to. um, This like Over the Garden Wall feels like Guillermo del Toro, but like Baby's First Guillermo del Toro. Like it feels <laughs> like kind of a dark, weird fairy tale where it's not exactly riffing any fairy tale, but it 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 has elements that like instinctively you like feel fairy tale ish you know like does that make sense like like i I feel like this is like a g rated pan's labyrinth have you seen pan's labyrinth yeah okay pan's labyrinth is very dark that's why I said it feels like a g rated version <laughs> um but yeah like it it, it 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 and it makes me feel similar to like a del Toro piece. It's the same. It's that it gives me the same sort of sort of
1: feelings. It's got enchantment.
2: Yeah, it's got whimsy, but without like as dark of a melancholy. Because there's still a melancholy to this show. Like mm-hmm. it, it is. It is still a bit yeah. somber. Is maybe not the right word. I think melancholy is the perfect word. There's like a wistfulness to it with a bit of sadness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I, th- I you know, I, I don't ha- I don't have my my finger on the pulse of horror um but like it's it's horror that just happens to have uh you know kids first horror i guess (laughs) i I don't want to like dumb it down to that degree but like it's it's it, it is along those lines of of this is what horror can be this is an arm of horror whether it is uh over the garden wall or guillermo del toro or, or whatever it might be there's just like if there's more than more. i was thinking like this is horror but like done for it's like no this is just this is horror sometimes horror is also whimsical and and elegant and and beautiful um and there's there's more to it than just like blood and gore and screams and jump scares
1: sometimes there's music
0: sometimes there's music um, sometimes there's potatoes, and sometimes there's molasses, and sometimes there's and both.
1: Sometimes there's uh, little animals wearing pants. Um,
0: they did not want to be wearing those pants.
1: <laughs> um, I yeah, like I said, I don't think I have any negatives. Uh, Kim no. Kim said that they found uh, Greg mildly annoying. Um, really, I think that's intentional? I, I think I do. Well, yeah, I think he's like. Uh, like a little child and like Wirt is more of our point of view character and Greg is his little brother and like little brothers are annoying but like you know they still love each other and I also don't think Greg is that annoying I don't think he's that annoying to the viewer that it's like found... a deterrent at all from watching the, the show I think he's funny and like causes yeah. problems sometimes
0: I was gonna say that I found Wirt way more annoying than Greg but what I liked about it was like every single person that entered the show was like there to put work in his place mm-hmm. was like there to be like, no word. Like it's not Greg's fault. This happened. You're the older brother. It's your responsibility. The, the uh, Beatrice from the jump is just like, wow, can we like ditch this loser? <laughs> like he, he like is getting his come up. every time. And, and like showing a little bit of character growth as much as you can in you know 11 minutes um but i i definitely found him to be a little bit more uh jumping on my nerves uh and the show but the show rectified that you know i
1: find i do find Wurt more relatable um i think it's uh my my take and maybe this is just me being biased because i find Wurt more relatable um my take is that like this is uh more of a uh growing up story for worth than it is for Greg. Like Greg doesn't change much. Mm-hmm. Greg is kind of an actor acting on Wirt to like drive him to be better.
0: hmm Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I I think that's a that's an excellent um summation of that. I I am excited to see more and see where the the characters go and how they how they develop and and grow as much as they're able to. Um, it it has big like into the woods vibes of like once you enter the woods you don't come out the same. Mm, like good point, Ronnie. Yeah. Um. I, I i'm i'm interested to watch it watch it again and kind of pick up on those little nuances and and you know just by the nature of their experiences they'll be different even if it is in mild ways. Um. Yeah, yeah. Very, very excited about this show. It, just in general, the, the the more I can watch, the the more I can uh, make this my whole personality for the next several months. Um. Very, Unfollow very in, now. A, in a good place. This is as, gonna but, be the only thing yeah.
1: I tweet about.
0: <laughs> Listen, I've already changed my display name on Twitter. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's it's it has begun. As much as I would like to sit and gush over this show for another hour. Are we ready to uh to sojourn off onto the next like like our good friends worked and Greg sojourn on to the next small village the next Hamlet. Yeah. The next tavern. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, we we would just end up sitting here being like, thing good, thing good the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. If you haven't watched Over the Garden Wall, mm-hmm. it is uh free on Hulu, isn't it? We we were dumb. So we uh we trust this stupid amazon fire tv when we use the general search uh we've like we should have learned our lesson before now that it it tries to sell you the amazon prime version even if it's available for free on other platforms and like we've, we've been we've been had by that once before but it was long enough ago that we forgot about it so uh but anyway, we paid for the show, but at least this is a show worth paying for. So we're not mad about it. Mm-hmm. And we were able to
2: pay yeah, for it Hulu. because
1: of that sweet, sweet Patreon dollar.
2: So thank you, patrons.
0: Yeah. Thank you, patrons. Ooh. You can get some uh, ribbled, uh alternate bit content mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning of this episode. If you if you donate at the at the uh, two dollar level, um, check out uh, Patreon slash WTM radio uh for content from where they may radio shows like ending pending like force friends rewatch like uh fan fiction is good actually and like good neighbors who should have some bonus stuff coming up soon uh regarding season two season two is fast approaching
2: speaking of season Um, two what a what a better time to listen to season one then right now. It's the spa it's the spooky times. It's the fall times. It's yeah. the Halloween times. And Good Neighbors has uh good good ghosts and ghouls and specters and goblins. It's it's great. It's great.
0: Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very good. I enjoy it very much. Um check it out. Check out all the shows. Check out where they made dot com. Um how do we end these episodes? It's to Adelaide.
1: No. To Adelaide. <laughs> Come and join the Adelaide parade. I was gonna say it's time to don your vegetables again,
2: but that oh. was very good too. I was gonna <laughs> say it's time
0: to run your vegetables.
2: Oh. Yeah. I, I like when you
1: sing you are know, a good voice. I, I don't I don't have a good voice, but it thank makes, you. It makes me happy. <laughs>